Welcome to the podcast of the Pilates Alliance of Australasia. The PAA strives to continue promoting the expansion of the Pilates method as a professional and valued healthcare and fitness discipline. The goal of the PAA podcast is to explore the many facets and layers of the Pilates industry through conversations with the community. I'm your host, Bruce Hildebrand. Welcome to the show. In the lead up to the PAA conference happening in September this year, we have a series of short podcast episodes to introduce each of the workshop presenters. On today's call, we have Lisa Anthony. Lisa has been Director of Physio Extra on the Central Coast of New South Wales for 28 years, and before that, the lead practitioner for Central Coast Pilates. Lisa is a principal trainer member of the PAA, has completed many years of both PITC and Polestar training programs, and more recently become a Certified Connect Therapy Practitioner. Lisa regularly presents Pilates-specific workshops both nationally and internationally and is always looking to lead through her innovative approach and techniques in Pilates. Lisa's workshop at the conference is titled When Hypermobility Becomes a Liability, The Power of the HSD and the HEDS Aware Pilates Teacher. Lisa, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Could you give us a quick overview of the workshop presentation you have in store for us at the upcoming conference? And I'm particularly interested to hear more about HSD and HEDS. I'm going to be talking about hypermobility when it has become a problem, specifically in two conditions, one called hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, HEDS for short, and another hypermobility spectrum disorder. That's a relatively new term that's only been coined since 2017 to describe the situation where someone with generalized joint hypermobility ends up with symptoms, having problems pain, fatigue, many other systems can be affected as well. Both of them are heritable connective tissue disorders and both of them are more common than we've previously thought. So I thought it would be important to put this together. Are we talking specific populations here? Are there certain tendencies towards male or female clients in the Pilates setting or is it gravitating more towards certain pursuits like the dance world obviously has tended to attract hypermobility in the past? Yeah, great question. Hypermobility does affect women more than men due to the hormonal changes that occur to us post-puberty, during puberty. It's also influenced really interestingly by your ethnicity as well. Different races have increased joint ranges of motion compared to others. So if you're of Asian heritage, Indian, Afro-Caribbean, there tends to be greater ranges of motion in terms of joints and more hypermobility, which is really interesting. In terms of groups, I tend to work in a clinical setting, being a physiotherapist. So I work primarily with people who are having problems, aches and pains, chronic issues that aren't going away rather than I don't work with athletes and performers. So I'm more your run-of-the-mill people that aren't elite athletes. They're just really struggling with the day-to-day. But of course, in some elite pursuits like dancing, gymnastics, soccer, even musicians, you can find a higher percentage of hypermobile individuals that are functioning really well. My workshops to do with the people that are not happy with how they're moving in their body. I think with the advent of the high-level elite competition for many different female sports increasing and getting more funding, I I think it's going to be an increasing consideration for lots of teachers in the membership and the attendance at the conference. Can you share with us the background or the specific experience or specific learning that you had, Lisa, that was the catalyst to creating the content for this workshop for the conference? 
there's been a few catalysts. I really enjoyed reflecting on this question as I prepared for this because I had to go through, well, how did I end up here presenting a conference on something that I hadn't heard of about eight years ago? So it was around eight years ago that a patient booked in to see me in my physiotherapy clinic setting with a condition called EDS. And I couldn't even pronounce the Ehlers-Danlos syndrome or spell it for quite a while. And I'd never, in 25 years it was, I'd been a physio back then, never heard of it. I was able to help her. She had some thoracic pain. And then over the years, sprinkling through, I'm seeing more and more people with this apparently rare condition, which is clearly not as rare as was once thought. So that was the first catalyst to the fact that I was meeting these people and it was coming up quite a bit. So I wanted to learn some more about it. I didn't know enough about it. So I went along to a conference. There was an International Ellis Danlos Society conference in Sydney in 2018. And Pilates just kept coming up again and again as a really effective, safe way for them to manage their condition, to strengthen without hurting themselves, really. So that's the second catalyst to putting this together. Uh, The medical practitioners, researchers are recommending Pilates for these individuals with EDS and HSD. So we need to be prepared. We need to have knowledge and guidelines with how to best support and help them. I suppose I feel having worked with these individuals over the last eight years and having trawled through plenty of information, gone to several conferences, and more recently, I'm currently participating in what's called the ECHO program, which is a funded program for allied health practitioners to learn more about Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome and Hypermobility Spectrum Disorder. So I'm learning a lot and I feel as an educator, it's my duty to share this knowledge, to raise awareness of a condition that awareness is key. So that's the main catalyst to share what I've learned, the do's and don'ts, the successes and the not so great things that you can do in a Pilates studio movement setting for these people. One of the other reasons I wanted to put together this workshop, as I have gained knowledge about these conditions, it started to become really apparent when I looked at the clients attending my studio that a high percentage of them actually had hypermobility and they were attending with aches and pains, which then tells me, well, that's hypermobility spectrum disorder. And the people in my treatment room, an even higher percentage of people have hypermobility spectrum disorder. And I just didn't realize until I started asking the right questions. So I've learned to ask those questions right at the beginning of someone's journey now and not much, much later. And that's something that I want to get across to the Pilates community. Sounds so great. And it's always inspiring to listen to you chat about the detail that you explore and the clinical experience you have in putting things to the test. And for me, it's the excitement of coming along to the conferences to really see those things in action. For those considering coming onto the workshop at the conference, Lisa, what do you feel like will be the top couple of takeaways or ideas or concepts from your Mm. presentation? Primarily from coming along to my workshop, you'll be hypermobility spectrum disorder and HEDS aware. And that is key. One of the main themes of conferences and the main concerns of clients with these conditions is that people are not aware of their needs, what their conditions are. Another big factor is a lot of the time they don't have a diagnosis either. So not even they are aware of the conditions that they have in their body. So that's the first thing to become an aware Pilates teacher, which is gold for these people. The second thing is you'll have an understanding that hypermobility is actually a connective tissue disorder. It goes way beyond just having hyperextendable elbows and knees or fingers. Connective tissue is through our entire body, so it can affect all of the systems of the body. 
knowing what those effects can be in a hypermobile body is really helpful for you to be able to recognize that this might be the sort of body that you're dealing with. So that's key. Also, I'm going to spend a bit of time in the workshop on the importance of thoracic control, thoracic ring control. As you mentioned, I'm a Connect Therapy Certified Practitioner and I've trained in the thoracic ring approach, Dr. Linda Joy Lee's models. And I've just found that it is so helpful in these individuals that have loads of movement to be able to cue and program for control around the largest region of our spine. So I'm going to spend a bit of time on that too, which will be really interesting for the attendees. Excellent. I first was exposed to that thoracic ring with my business partner a number of years ago, and she couldn't speak highly enough of it as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots of good amazing uh, stuff. territory to explore there, of course. One last question to finish on, Lisa. After coming along to the workshop, what do you feel like the participants will be immediately able to apply when they return to their clients on the Monday morning after coming along to the conference? Well, that's my favorite thing to make sure I tick off when I present a workshop. What are you going to be able to do differently on Monday? They'll be armed with a stack of new knowledge. This is a very much an information-packed workshop. They'll also be armed with a new lens of what to look for in the bodies and people and individuals that they're teaching movement to, which questions to ask, what to watch for, not only in an initial assessment, but with their current clientele as well. And also guidelines with which to program a Pilates session for someone with hypermobility spectrum disorder or EDS in a way that's going to support them and get best results for them to really make amazing changes in their bodies, minds and spirits through Pilates. Fantastic. I love to hear the passion in your voice when you describe it so succinctly. I am passionate about this because such small changes in movement can make masses of difference in the quality of life. And that's what I've seen happen. So if you tread carefully, follow guidelines, take your time, it makes a massive difference to these people. And I was discussing with a colleague recently about the confidence that you can take away from that sort of knowledge and understanding and awareness as a practitioner. It's a game changer because it really sets you up to approach situations that you maybe would be way too cautious with and not know which boundaries to push, know which buttons to push, know which progress to help your client make because you weren't Mm. sure yourself. So to have the confidence to be able to address and hold the space for your Mm. clients for that progress, I think is really exciting. Yeah, and it's that confidence that I'm also really passionate about to be able to hand over from my experience and my physiotherapy setting. But because I'm a Pilates teacher as well, I have an understanding of the scope of the Pilates teacher, what it is, how far you can push that boundary. And also we'll discuss the boundary that you really shouldn't step over as well. But once you know the boundaries with which you can work as a movement teacher, there you go, you've got that confidence to say, well, if I just follow these guidelines, I'm going to be okay and they're going to get a good result. Thanks for your time on the call today, Lisa. Certainly looking forward to having you along at the conference in September. Me too. I can't wait. It looks amazing. I can't wait to hear everybody else's presentations. Yeah. My pleasure. See you later, Bruce. Take care. There is a membership category for every Pilates enthusiast, where the Alliance provides a wide range of information, resources, and support for everything you want to know more of with Pilates. Help us expand the message of the PAA by sharing with your network of friends and colleagues today so that the Pilates community can continue to be a vibrant and inspiring network for everyone's benefit.
You can become a member today by visiting the links in the show notes. For existing members, join us on the PAA Member Forum Facebook page where you'll find an ongoing supply of resources and conversations to continue supporting you and your participation and involvement in the many levels of Pilates here in Australia. Pilates Alliance Australasia only exists because of the contributions of the Pilates community. If there's a topic or a conversation you would love to share on the podcast, then we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Pilates Alliance podcast. Please leave your comments on the Pilates Alliance Members Forum Facebook page. Remember, for anyone who is yet to become a member, we'd love to have you put your voice forward for the benefit of progressing Pilates here in Australia.